Hi everyone, thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela and I'm your host. Let's get started. So hi, Ariana. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. It's been a a year for everybody. Oh, completely, completely. I'm like surprised that I'm still hanging on. Um, But so first, I wanted to say thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you being one of our first guests, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say about your experiences with wellness in graduate school. So the first question is, if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so my name is Ariana. I am a third year PhD student and I'm working on my PhD in bioengineering. I'm also the first in my family to go to college, go to grad school and study anything STEM related in general. Um, I'm also a grad school coach. So I am a coach for women in PhD programs and I help them find their balance to enjoy their PhD experience. That's awesome. So that leads me to ask, what is your personal relationship to wellness and self-care in graduate school right now? Yeah, so if you had asked me maybe when I first started in grad school, I would say my relationship to wellness and self-care was very superficial. Um, It was very much like I just have to go to the gym and I have to do skincare because like that's what you see and you think. But currently, I think it's, I have a very like deep and serious relationship, I would say, with wellness and self-care. I mean, it's everything from like my morning routine to what I eat to how, how I wind down at night to cutting off like electronics at a certain time, things like that. And even like the content I consume, I think that's all a part of my wellness and self-care. So what got you to this point? Because you said there was kind of like a shift, right? Yeah. Um, So in my first year of grad school, I had a very hard time transitioning and I didn't expect to have a hard time transitioning since I came straight from undergrad. I thought it was going to be going to be just the same. Just the classes were going to be a little bit harder and I'm going to do research. Right. But um, because I I went straight to grad school, I was really burnt out and I didn't realize it. And I also lost my support system like in my friends um, because I had a really good friend group as an undergrad. So when I went to grad school, I had no friends. I had no one to really like talk to and um, sort of like work through all the stress that I was experiencing as a first year student. Um, I always felt constantly behind and I had a lot of like issues with like confidence and imposter syndrome as a first year grad student. And I actually, I think I told you this, but I had like sleep paralysis twice in my first year of grad school. What is sleep paralysis? Okay, so sleep paralysis is when you sort of wake up while you're sleeping, but you're unable to move and you're unable to like speak or do anything like that. And you might hallucinate, which is what happened to me. And when you hallucinate, you might see like really scary things, like unreal things. Um, so that is what sleep paralysis is. And that was my experience with it. 
And so when that happened, I was like really freaked out. I think that was like a really big turning point because up until that point, like I said, I was still like taking care of myself physically, like making sure to get my workouts in and stuff like that. But like mentally, emotionally, even probably sleep wise, I was not taking care of myself. Um, So when that happened, then I was like, okay, like something has to change. Like, I don't know, like I, I like Googled different books, different people to follow on Instagram, like just really change the content I was consuming and try to figure out how I can make those changes for myself to incorporate like other levels of self-care and wellness. Mm-hmm. And I guess an- another question I have then is like, who, who inspired you to do this? Like, who do you like in this like self-care space? Who do I like in the self-care space? Um, I would say, so when it came to self-care, I, I got more, okay, this might sound a little weird. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go say it, whatever. So I got more into um, understanding like manifestation and like trying to take control of your life and just like knowing that you're in control of your life. I think that was a really big change. So someone I followed that was a really big um, influence to me. Her Instagram handle is Manifestation Babe. Um, so she she has she runs her whole company basically on trying to like help women um, with their mindset and like create their dream life that um, like whatever they want. So I feel like it started with her, and I started consuming her content, and she has a book and all that, and then it's sort of like built from there. <laughs> I hope that still fits the theme. Yeah, no, that's, like, awesome. It's helpful (laughs) to have, like, these resources and to know, like, what helped you in your journey. Um, Okay, so now that you've started incorporating these things into your wellness practice, how has your graduate school journey been different? I think I definitely have a lot more peace and balance now that I incorporate this wellness and self-care into my grad school life. Um, Like, I wake up and I don't I don't feel like all the stress and anxiety that I was used to feeling. I feel more grateful and excited to be able to do whatever I'm about to do that day because I think that was something that I really took for granted in the beginning was like grad school is this great opportunity. Like it's, it's a job, you know, like it's, it's a form of income, but it's also, you know, when you're in STEM, it's like a way to improve and help, you know, whatever diseases are out there that you're working on helping. So Um, I think that was a really big change. Awesome. So I kind of wanted to go back a little bit and to the point where you're uh, starting um, your PhD program and you talked about like losing your friend group, right? And so since this podcast is about the experiences of women of color in graduate school, I was curious, like, were you able to rebuild that friend group or like, how did you manage that? Yeah, so... I just made sure to make it a point to actually maintain those relationships because I was always someone when I moved to like a different phase of my life, if I didn't see someone every day, I kind of like didn't necessarily make an effort to keep in contact and like maintain the relationship. But since I started grad school and I lost that really close friend group, I made it a point to make sure like, okay, I need to like schedule FaceTime catch-ups and text them every day and things like that. Was I necessarily able to rebuild the same friend group in grad school? I don't think so. Just like for me and 
my experience do I wish I like do I wish I could yeah but um it just like it didn't really necessarily happen that way for me like I definitely found people in my program to like that I can lean on and like you know it we're friends but it's definitely not the same so <laughs> I hope that answers the question no so I can totally relate to that you have to be like really intentional and I think that I've had to learn the difference between like friends and colleagues yeah and being okay with that yeah and like acquaintances exactly, <laughs> <It's different>. exactly. <laughs> sometimes you have to learn the hard way so you mentioned that you started a coaching program and I was curious to know like what prompted you to do that yeah so I think this goes back to why I started my Instagram page in general so I started my page because I felt like all the things that I was learning about in grad school nobody ever talked about you know, taking care of yourself, working on your mindset, and just like how your overall wellness really affects your affects your um, like work as a grad student. And so I started that page because I wanted to talk about things like that. And then I went into coaching because I thought it was a the most direct way that I could have an impact with if with other women in grad school. Um, like I could go a lot deeper than a post or a story. Like I could actually like get to know their problems deeply and help them find like actionable items and solutions to their problems. So that's why I started, um, I started coaching. I also, you know, as a grad student, we only make a certain amount in stipends and with 2020 happening, I thought like, you know, learning about how to start a business and how to have like secondary income as a grad student would be really important, like in the long run. Um, and just like give me a lot of good, like career skills, if that makes sense. Just thinking long-term with what I want to do. Um, so those are two reasons that I started coaching. That's awesome. No, financial wellness is real and like <laughs> important for all of us. Um, so given, you know, how you started your own PhD program, what is it like for you to be on the other side now coaching other young people? It's really interesting because I feel like I work with past versions. Like I feel like the women that I'm working with, they're, they are the past versions of myself. You know what I mean? Like I see myself in all of them. So I can really like understand their problems and I have like lots of personal examples and stories that they find relatable and sometimes I'll say stuff and they'll be like oh I never thought of it that way and I'm like yeah because you know nobody ever teaches you these things like you kind of have to unlearn a lot of the patterns that you're used to to kind of like start from the ground again and take care of yourself. That's awesome I love that like you took your own experiences and like used them to be a resource for other people that's great. What do you think, I guess, thinking back to first year Ariana, what would have been helpful to hear? Hmm. I think it just would have been helpful to hear that um, I didn't need to necessarily have like my whole life together and figured out because I think that was part of where the stress was coming from. I felt very much like behind on all my like class material and behind my classmates let's say who had like better background in the subjects that we were studying um I also felt like just like pressure in general to be that typical like successful student and when I wasn't meeting that expectation I set for myself it was just very disappointing to me because I thought that's what 
I was supposed to be. <laughs> so I think just hearing that, you know, like your first year is really just about finding your footing and, you know, doing what you need to do to get those responsibilities out of the way and stay in your program before you can get to like the real or not the real, but like more, have more time commitment on your research and things like that. And that's comforting to me to hear even now. Um, so another question I'm curious about, when you kind of made this transition to like being more intentional about your self-care, did you experience any challenges or was it kind of like a seamless transition? What was that like? It was very challenging because um, I think I got really comfortable with so my self-care consisted of literally just binge watching and binge eating whatever at the end of the day and like not necessarily truly taking care of myself. So I think doing that is really comfortable and really easy and trying again to be intentional like, hey, maybe like shut off the TV and like read for 30 minutes, like do a little journaling, get things off your mind, do something creative and hands-on. It's very, it, it was, it was hard to establish like that discipline to not fall into old habits. And it's still, it still is No, even though I've like made these changes in my life over the last few years, it's still very hard to, again, have the discipline required to have real self-care. Now that you're nearing more so like the end of your program, what do you, what could you say that you've learned about yourself through your wellness journey? I think I've learned that. I can do anything, but I can't do everything. Um, so I've, I've learned that if I put my mind to it, like I can produce really good results, but if I commit to way too much, or if I commit to things that I'm really just like not passionate about or don't align with my goals, like that just like, I think that uh, pushes me further from what I want to accomplish. And I'm a lot more selective now about the things that I say yes to. Um, and if you, I don't think I was always like that in my first year of grad school. So that was a very important lesson. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's important, like for life and everything, even outside of grad school, especially. Awesome. So I'm curious if you have any final thoughts to share about wellness, self-care and graduate school that we haven't touched on. Yeah, I think it's just overall like wellness and self-care is an investment that you need to really like dive deep on to figure out what you need to show up as your best physical and mental self. Like what works for someone else isn't going to work for you. And I think a lot of people see like someone's morning routine on Instagram and then they think that they need to follow that exactly. But you know, like maybe waking up at 5 a.m. just really doesn't work for you. So like, don't try to do it. Don't try to, again, just copy people that you admire in terms of like wellness and self-care, figure out what's really gonna work for you and your needs. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's interesting. I think because in grad school, like one, we have a tendency to, to compare ourselves in terms of like, oh, this person knows more theory than me. And then when it comes to like trying to do self-care, we're comparing ourselves because this person like has a better, a quote unquote, better morning routine. And so it's kind of like this snowball, it like never, never stops. Okay, so cool. So um, to wrap up the show, uh, we have a lightning round. Okay. And so just tell me the first things that come to your head. The first prompt is, pro please provide three words to describe wellness in graduate school. It's a work in progress, 
always is that well, hyphenated it's cool <laughs> <laughs> work in progress is great <laughs> okay um two invaluable resources that helped you in your wellness journey yeah um i think it's for me it's finding an activity that's going to be really peaceful so for me it's just reading in general is where i find a lot of peace whether it's in the morning at night having having time to to do that is super important whether it's personal development or even just like rereading harry potter or something like that like so something that will bring you peace like that and then something that you can be creative at and like find passion in so for us we have our passion projects like our instagram pages our businesses um I've also just like been sort of into anything like artistic and things I can do with my hands that don't necessarily require me to think about um, my PhD. So things, to, those two things, something peaceful and something creative and passionate that um, I think that will really help anyone in their wellness journey. For sure. And lastly, one piece of advice you would give to listeners. Um, don't be afraid to invest in your wellness and self-care in general, whether it's like time, energy, or money, if you think it's truly going to bring you closer to the life and the peace and the balance that you want to have as a grad student, then always it's worth it. Awesome. So you mentioned your coaching program and kind of ties into what you um, were saying about investing in yourself. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so my coaching program right now, it's a four-week program, and it's a hybrid one-on-one and group coaching, Um, and it's really to help women in their early years of grad school create their work-life balance that they're looking for and work on their mindset to just overall enjoy their PhD experience and make progress towards completing those milestones that you have to do in your PhD program. Um, I'm in the middle of my first cohort right now, and the second cohort will probably be opening up sometime in October, Um, and it's called the Master Your Mindset Coaching Program. That's awesome. So if people wanted to get involved with the second cohort, where could they find you? So you can find me on my Instagram page. My my name is the Sassy Scientist with an underscore between the and Sassy Scientist, and I will hopefully be putting together some sort of like website and stuff for that and I'll put it all on that Instagram page (laughs) for sure I'm looking forward to seeing that that's all I have for you on this episode I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey and if so share it with a friend until next time take care